and you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. He's attracted to it. We thank you for coming. We don't take it lightly. You have access. You have access to every part of our lives. You have access to our schedules, to our families, to our ministries, to our finances. Every part of who we are, Father, you have access. We pray, God, that you give a grace for a people that are fully abandoned to your plans and purposes. That you give us grace not to withhold anything. environment there's more we ask you that you give us grace to build a greater capacity to contend for the more and I just have it in my heart to just can we just thank him like actually thank him we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you that you make it easy to engage with you. In Jesus' name. Let it be, Lord. How many of you feel the Lord? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I, I, really, I really felt like to give context and then I really feel like at the end, and I don't want to be long, there's an opportunity for us to respond corporately to the Lord. And we've been carrying this word that, that God gave us about six months ago, that God was raising up a thousand roaring ones. That there would be this company of people that would be marked by God, and they would not be silenced, they could not be bought, and they would not be diverted from the assignment of hosting Him well. So for the last couple of weeks, the Lord has been, he's been meeting us in a significant way. And I believe he wants to give us understanding. And he wants to help us understand the why behind the what. There's a lot going on in the room. People are crying. I mean, my, my son's been weeping for an hour. He's seven. If he can get it, anybody can get it. But I just feel like there's a grace to be able to fully engage with him at a heart level. Amen. So I want you to open up your Bibles to Ezekiel 44. I want to give you just a, a few things that are coming up. Are you with me? Wow. Very quickly, I want us to pray. We have a school starting on Tuesday, a Life Bible School. We have 50-something students that are going to be meeting here every Tuesday to go deeper into the heart of God. Can we take just a second to pray for that? Just together, Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would mark and transform every life. Every person that has taken time out of their schedule and resources and energy to be a part of, we ask that you mark them by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing, that you always respond to hunger. You always respond to hunger. You always respond to hunger. So we ask that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Amen. This Saturday, if you're hungry for more about prayer room, we have a prayer room training happening here from 10 to 12. We invite you to come out. It's going to be incredible. We're going to continue to build out what it means to be a house of prayer. And I actually, I want to just go into a time of giving because once we go into the Word, I don't want us to stop. I'm not going to share long, but I want to, I want you, I want to ask you to stay engaged at a heart level. Can you do that? So they're going to put up the slide on how to give. And just out of a heart of thankfulness, we've been praying that it would be, that it would be everybody would be part. How many of you know in family, everybody contributes? Amen. But I want us to give today from a place of thankfulness and to continue to make place for the Lord to do what He did in you. How many of you were touched today? There's more that people, there's more God wants to do in the life of other people. And your generosity makes way for that. Amen. So Father, I ask that you bless the giving today. It's worship unto you. We thank you for the gift, the giver. That we would be cheerfully able to give unto you. Give us wisdom on how to win people for your kingdom, God. We know you want to do more and we trust you. So bless everybody who gives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can give. Those are the different ways you can give. I want to get right into the word. I feel like we're in a season as a community. Are you alive? I feel like we're in a season as a community where God is longing to reveal himself to his children. There's this cry in the heart of God for you to know him and for you to be known by him. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? This is important because this sets the plumb line for where I believe God is taking us as a community. How many of you know as a community we're going on a journey? We're not just trying to build a ministry. We're not trying to expand numerically. We're trying to build the Lord a house where, where he can dwell, where he can rest. And in the place where God's glory dwells, everything changes. Everything is rearranged. He has access to every part of who we are. And I believe according to the Bible in 1 Peter 2.9 it says, but you are not like them. You have become a royal priesthood. This is what he's dropping on us as a people. I want you to see this. I'm going to drop a few scriptures and then we're going to pray. And I believe God is going to mark some people. I've, I've been on this all weekend. I believe the Lord is not playing games with us. He's not playing games. What Marcus says, I, ha I have to say it. What Marcus says is what God is going to do. He will pour out his fire on a people. And he's going to have all of us. So I want to read a few scriptures to give context, but you are not like that, meaning a people who were rebellious. You are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For He has called you out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. This is the assignment, that we would become a kingdom of priests unto Him. And that by our ministry to Him, how we engage with Him, how we love Him, how we burn for Him, how excited and full of zeal we are for Him, that it would prophesy to a people that there is a great big God. And He is beautiful. And He is full of splendor. And we're not bored with Him. He has, He's not a side issue. We are not disinterested. But He has become our sole obsession. That's why you feel an hour and a half and we don't want to stop. If it was up to me, it's like I feel like we have to give room for everybody to go on the journey. And I hear the Lord saying, forsake not your day of visitation. Like He is preparing us for a day. There is a day when He will split the sky and there will be no more prayer rooms. There will be no more people yelling behind microphones. It will all be over and it will just be you and Him. And Him and you. And what we do in this moment matters. It matters for you. It matters for your children. It matters for the region. That we would be a people that would contend and engage. And we as a community, we have been marked by Ezekiel 44. Where there was a, there was a people that were described. There was a priesthood. And part of the priesthood had given themselves to taking care of the needs of the people. And listen, people's needs are important. We want to minister to the poor and the needy. We want to do all that. But the primary ministry is a ministry unto God. The first commandment has not stopped being the first commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. That every part of you would cry out, I want you. Oh, I desire you. We're not weary and tired after an hour and 38 minutes. We, there's something on the inside that says, we want more of this. God, God is looking for people to entrust with more of himself. So God is addressing a people. And part of the people had given themselves 
to taking care of the needs of the people. They got caught up in the busyness of ministry. Yet there was a group of them called the sons of Zadok. And he was giving this group of people access because they had kept the main thing the main thing. They had not lost focus in the midst of all of the things. I don't know what your things are. It could look like work. It could look like responsibility and duty. And you can categorize it as wisdom. But wisdom starts with the fear of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so he talks to these people and he gives them access to the inner place. That's why thankfulness is so important. Because there is a progression. If you don't, if you don't learn how to be thankful, you never enter into praise. It starts with thank you for coming. We honor you. You could be anywhere, but you're here. And you're responding to our weak words and our weak prayers. And you're coming and you're making our hard hearts soft. I don't know when we got to the place where it's like God comes and we begin to cry and we want to shut it down. Stop that. Let him go all the way in. Let him till the fallow ground. So he describes these people. I want you to see in Ezekiel 44. This is something that is marked to my, our community. They shall enter into my sanctuary. Whose sanctuary is it? It's his. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's his house. They shall enter into my sanctuary and they shall come near to my table. To what? To minister to who? I want to hear you say it. To minister to who? And they shall perform priestly duty unto me. So I want you to see, there is a sanctuary that is his, and he prepares a table. But I want you to know that as we come, this is what's been happening for the last hour and a half. As you come to his table that he prepares, he is moved. He is provoked, and he is stirred. And I don't know how, I don't know, you can just hear them like, wow, that's cute. No. The God who breathed eternity. The God who breathed the stars, the moons, the, the earth. There's something about you that moves him. You. In the midst of all of the stuff going on in life, there's something about your words and your love that turns his attention. My goodness. And when we catch, when we catch a glimpse of that, it makes all of the difficulties become lesser. Because there's a great big God who owns everything. This is not a big devil versus a big God. This is a God who has defeated death, hell, and the grave. Who is looking to establish his dominion and his kingdom through you. So it starts with you seeing him. Oh, you are undefeated. You are matchless in every way. You are worthy of hours upon hours of adoration. You're worthy of my shout, me losing my voice. I want nothing more than my son to grow up and say, oh, I just want to love him. Some of you are so busy trying to leave an inheritance like earthly things, and you've lacked everything to do with the kingdom. So the Lord prepares the table, and in his presence there is fullness. Listen to me. Everything you need is found in and through His presence. There's no side rail, there's no discipleship program that can give you fullness. Fullness of joy is found in the presence of the person of Jesus. You don't have to like it, it's still true. Like, no, I don't got to do all that. But there's something about a heart that becomes soft and tender. I'm not talking about you crying. I'm talking about you being responsive. When you feel that tug on your heart that you say, I'm not going to stop coming. Because here's the reality. The more you stop coming, the less you feel the tug. And the less you feel the tug, the more you become indignant when everybody else is coming. Doesn't take all that. Couldn't we be doing something better with our time? The answer is no. If you feel that way, then that's fine. But the answer here is no. There's nothing better we could be doing with our time than loving him and asking him to come and going as an expression of that love. So the Lord, he prepares a table for us. And he's stirred, he's moved. And there's, I just want to say it, there's hope, there's peace, there's joy, and it's yours. Say it's mine. This is important. We've got to pray from this place that you are, you have been seated in heavenly places with him 
and everything he has he has given to you three of you believe that it's great thank you Tommy there's so much more he wants to give to us as a people and while the Lord sets a table I want you to know that there is also a table that is set by the enemy there's an invitation for you to come to the table of the world to taste of its pleasures of its delight and it can look like responsibility no I have responsibility I have an assignment I'm busy I'm too busy to be in a prayer room I'm busy 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 I'm too busy for God <laughs> it gets really quiet but what I, what I want what I want us to see today is that there is a table that is set before you and God is inviting us to his table to his delight to his beauty to his glory and at the same time there's an invitation by the world to give yourself to money to demands to anxiety this is the fruit of this table anxiety depression hopelessness fear comparison should I keep going idleness of heart coldness God comes into a room and you're just like oh, I'm not about it and I'm reminded of a story in Genesis 25 where Jacob and Esau are there and 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 he comes in the older brother comes in and in that time the older brother was the one who carried the inheritance the, as the firstborn to take claim to all that his father owned yet he comes in tired from doing his daily business and as he comes in he is weary he is tired he is famished there's something about his soul that is tired and he comes into the place and he asks his brother for a bowl of stew and his brother says I'll give you what you desire but give me your inheritance and I want to prophetically say to you this is what's happening to the church today don't believe that the enemy is not after your inheritance are you alive listen we are trading day by day and responsibility by responsibility all God has for us for a taste of the world and I want you to see that weariness tiredness and idleness made way for a forfeited inheritance there was a forfeiting of all that was due rightfully his because he was tired he was weary yet in the midst of that you hear the words of Jesus come all who are weary all who are heavy and I will give you rest let me ask you a question when was the last time your soul actually felt rest <laughs> not like a Sunday morning like that was good I got the joy 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 down in my heart until I walk out the doors not that I'm talking about an abiding rest it's like it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me it doesn't matter how impossible things look it doesn't matter if I don't understand all the plans and purposes because I understand and I know that Romans 8 28 says he works all things together and God does nothing half do you hear what I'm saying God does nothing halfway and part of the disengagement with us coming to the table of the Lord is we have lost sight of who he is there's no appetite you think that we're calling you into this place to sing songs and to pray and to labor in intercession I'm telling you the table of the Lord is about the Lord it's about it is about the person who split the Red Sea who clothed the mouth of a lion who makes way where there is no way it is Yahweh it is listen I want to read to you a scripture that we were praying about this on on Wednesday and Tyler was talking about it in Isaiah 24 23 says this about the Lord when he returns this is the person that we're singing songs to when he returns it says the moon will be embarrassed and the sun will be ashamed because the Lord all-powerful will rule do you understand this is who we're singing to when he returns he's gonna return the in Revelation 4 it describes him as there's this call to John he says come up here I have things I want to show you and he sees this beautiful magnificent king and there's Jasper there's lights there's eyes of fire and in the midst of that he is introducing himself as all-powerful 
and he will come back and it says the moon will be embarrassed and the sun will be ashamed at the brilliance of his light how could we be bored with someone like that think about this I'm telling you if we would allow him God would burst something in you a holy dissatisfaction with just living and going through life there's a grace for radical abandonment and it's going to be offensive to those that are partially given who are just going through the motions they will look and say what a waste it will be offensive and they'll go we saw it last week people left because it's just too much but in the midst of that we're contending for a people who would say to God you have everything we see this in John 5 John 6 where Jesus is feeding the multitudes and while Jesus is doing his thing there are masses of people but as soon as Jesus starts narrowing down what it really looks like to walk the narrow road everybody leaves yet in the midst of that there was a declaration made by Peter that Peter said where would we go everybody leaves and Jesus looks at his disciples and says, won't you aren't you gonna leave too and Peter says where would we go you have the words that have given us eternal life it's like we've lost all options you're like Gio I hear you say this all the time I'm gonna keep saying it until we lose all options and so like we live our lives in such a way where people are like what is it about those people like they continue to sing him songs and they continue to come and respond to his leadership and I'm telling you, we have lost awe and wonder in the church for the sake of discipleship and programs. Because it's not comfortable for people, so let's tone it all the way down so it could be most comfortable for people, but very uncomfortable for God. God, I feel the fear of the Lord, bro. I'm telling you. As a company of people, I am beckoning you. This isn't about understanding all the language. I go back to my little seven-year-old. He doesn't understand the language, but he can recognize God is in the room. God, I asked him, what happened? He said, God touched me. I'm like, oh my gosh, help me, Lord. But there's an invitation to the table of the Lord. And you're hungry and you're thirsty and you've been eating from all the wrong places and drinking all the wrong drink. And you're tired and you're weary and you're trying to fake it till you make it and it's not going to get you there you're like well then when then what's the response you yield to his leadership and you give him access you're like well what about all the things that i have to do you trust him you trust his leading that he's a good father that he makes crooked paths straight in deserts he makes streams that he is all sufficient all present and even as we say this i feel like there's a resistance in the room he's like well can i really give myself in that way but i want to say i want to say i want to say that if we would continue to respond and to come beyond what's comfortable I would still I would still say to us what we just did the last hour and a half it was still comfortable for us this is why people know us they're the community that worships a little longer they're a little freer but we've got to move even past that where it's like no God no 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 really God we want you to birth something in us we want to have the cry of David my heart and my flesh cry out to the living God as the deer pants so my soul pants for you God there's a zeal for your house that has consumed us. So it's not a burden to come to your house. We love to come to your house because it's your habitation and where your glory dwells, we want to be. We want to be there. We want to be there. And I don't know, as you think about your life, what it looks like for you to come to the table or to respond to him but if I could give context to anything that happened last week and this week there's an invitation to come and to commune with God beyond even knowing the right words to say or the right time to scream 
even with all of the issues that we all have all around the room, that we would still say, man, God made a table, so I'm going to be seated. And I'm going to receive from him. I'm going to allow him to touch my heart and heal me. I feel today that God wants to heal some people at a heart level. It's like you've become so discouraged and you're running from God. You are running from God. And he sits and he waits and he's merciful and he's patient. But he says, will you come and receive? Will you allow me to give you true rest? And will you stop being robbed day by day of all I have for you for the sake of a bowl of stew? I don't know what your bowl of stew looks like. It could look like many things. But I can assure you by the Holy Spirit, what you're giving your life to pales in comparison to what he has for you. This is the reason why David was marked with the obsession of this one thing I ask, this one thing I seek. Because on the backside of the wilderness as a little shepherd boy, he learned to sit at the Lord's table. And he found divine satisfaction in and through him. And I want to say to you, I'm not saying this to you as a congregation or as a people. I'm primarily even speaking to our staff right now. That we would stop being satisfied with just a little bit more than the church down the road. And stop glorying in whatever we're glorying in. And we would say, God, we want all of you. There's a holy dissatisfaction with the things of the world. And we've tried it. We've tried jobs. We've tried money. We've tried social status. We've tried going in and out of church. And maybe if we join the serve team, none of that are bad. But it will never fill the hole that God there's a hole gaping in your heart. It's only satisfied by God. So I wrote just a few things here. It's, I believe God is delivering us from disinterest. And he is becoming our, our magnificent obsession. That's what I came here today with. He has become our magnificent obsession. You ever met somebody who's obsessed with something? You're like, bro, you got an issue. I want that with Jesus. I just, I want to be gripped by the beauty of a person. And not just the Revelation 4 Jesus, but the Revelation 19. Where all of this is going to end in the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> Jesus is going to come back on a horse with a robe dipped in blood, with a sword coming out of his mouth. And he's going to be wearing many crowns that prophesy of him as warrior conquering king. You're like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Help us, Lord. This is the God who is going to return on a white horse with a tattoo on him, may offend you, that says faithful and true. With a name written on him that nobody can understand. And he is coming back. <laughs> and nothing else on that day is going to matter. Nothing else on that day is going to matter. How trendy you think you are. How many days. He's not counting how many Sundays you came to church. Stop playing the game. Like, bro, you did good. You had 87% attendance. All that's going to matter is did I have your whole heart? Did I have all of you? And in the mix of that, I just want to say there is grace today for you to open up your heart and let him in. So I would love to spend just a few moments here together leaning into that prophetic word of, of a company of people crying out for God. If there was just a few people who they were saying, man, I'll, I will join you in crying out. God, we're thankful for what you did today, but we're asking you for more. We're hungry, we're desperate, we're asking, we're seeking, we're knocking. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to just stand, and I'm going to spend a few minutes with us just crying out to God. I'm going to be honest, this is not for me about 
full participation. This is about those who are, who are with it. I'm going to ask us to just spend a few minutes. I, I really, yeah, I don't need any music. Just the voices. In the room. You can continue with the pad cub. It's good. Sorry, I lied. Forgive me, Lord. As soon as it stopped, I immediately regretted it. What I really mean is I just, I want to go beyond the song. So I'm going to start praying. I'm not praying for you. I'm asking you to pray with me. That as a community, we would be marked by this. Father, we're asking you to release a burden upon your church for more. God, we're asking you to pour out your presence and fire on a people. God, that we would give ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and unto you, God. That you would give grace for consecration. God, for those in the room that don't, they're like, I don't have the right words. God, would you meet them and would you touch them, God? Would you give grace to the weary, to the tired, to the broken, to those that just came in the building like, I'm just here. I want to say God is longing for intimate fellowship with you. You have become the desire of the nations. You have become our hope, our strong tower. Father, we're asking you to raise up a people, a company that would cry out. Would you release a desperation? Would you release a desperation? All across the room and in the region, would you release a desperation? We're not going to stop asking that you would birth a desperation within your people. You're like, I got to have them. I got to see them. Take the world, but give me Jesus. You could have the money and the garbage and the games, but we want you. We want the real thing. We say, come. 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 Oh God. Oh God, have mercy. Have mercy, God. We say mercy triumphs over judgment. Have mercy, God. Have mercy on the tired and the weary. Let there be fresh tears. Let there be fresh desire. We want to go beyond the song, beyond the schedule, beyond the one, two, three, four. You have access. Oh, you have access. Break in and break through. Release the Revelation 4. Come up here. Would you call people up out of the system of Babylon where we would see you high and lifted up, seated on a throne, immovable, unshakable. Oh, there's glory. We're asking you, Father, to release the light. Father, we even pray right now for the lost, for those in this region that are far, caught up in addiction. In bondage, we ask you, Father, would you lift the yoke of addiction and oppression off of your people? 
break our hearts for the lost, for the broken, for the prodigals. Give us grace to pray. We want to know you. We want to know you. Jesus. 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 We ask you for glory. I'm going to have my son come share with what he saw during worship. Just so you see, all it takes is childlike faith. Can you just share, Papi, what you saw? I saw that God uh, in my heart and that I was just closed my eyes and that I just saw him open his eyes and he, his face was bright and comes, he touched me and I started to cry down to the Lord. Hey, I just want to pray a grace. I just want to pray a grace to see him. I'm telling you, there's a grace to see the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It takes experience to know. So Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for grace to experience you in a real way. God, would you break unbelief right now? In Jesus' name. Would you break unbelief right now? In Jesus' name, that voice that is, a, that is accusing your nature as the God who responds by fire. Would you silence every voice right now? In Jesus' name, would you answer by fire? Would you come? Would you burn up complacency, apathy, unbelief? Father, we repent. We repent for going our own way and making our own plans and making secondary things primary things. We repent. I actually want to pray for the weary right now. As I was sharing about the table, I just felt like there's grace for the weary for rest if that's you would you just lift up your hands just stretch out just stretch out we're asking you for a fresh infilling of your spirit right now Abba would you release rest with the shalom of God touch every heart right now in Jesus name we're coming we're coming we're coming would you release rest? If there's someone around you, would you just pray? Would the rest of God just rest upon every person? Would you lift every burden? Sickness, fear, anxiety, heaviness. We tell the spirit of control to go. Go. Just a few more minutes. Can we just pray? It's going to take us waiting. I know it's uncomfortable. He's building a capacity. Even in the spirit, let's just release a sound. Take us up and in, God. Oh, Jesus.
Father, we thank you that like as Judah saw and and back in Isaiah, you said that you would appear brightly, Lord, that if you're revealing yourself brightly right now to the seven-year-old in the room, you can reveal yourself brightly to the rest of the room, Lord. So we just look up right now. We look up. We behold you. God, those who do not know how to see, would you give us eye salve right now, Lord, to see you rightly. Father, give us grace to keep looking, to keep asking, Lord to keep knocking, to keep seeking, God, until you appear, Father, that you would give us a relentless hold, Father, that we really won't let go until we have hold of you, God. Give us perseverance, Lord, just to keep going, to keep going, to keep pressing like the woman with the issue of blood, Lord. We grab hold of you. We grab hold of you this morning. We want to see you. We don't want to read stories about you, but we really want to lock eyes with the one whose eyes burn with flames of fire God we want to look at the one who wears many crowns father the one that the creatures cry out to in all of heaven Lord they cry out holy 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 I wish someone would help me cry out holy 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 are you Lord you are holy and you are high and lifted up. You are high and lifted up. You seated on your throne, Lord. That there's burning creatures singing out to you day and night, night and day, and they do not give you rest because you are holy. Jesus, give us grace. Give us grace and eye salve to see you with unveiled faces. We look to behold the Son of God, the Root of David. Oh Lord, we look to you. We look to you. We look to you. pray that people like me, how I saw God, I pray that you see God like me. I pray that God will be here for you guys and always love you and help you. Jesus, Father, that you're still in the business of revealing yourself to your children. You're still in the business of revealing yourself to your children. So like children with faith, we come this morning and we know that in your presence, oh Lord, there is fullness of joy and at your right hand, oh God, there are pleasures evermore. So we enter in to your presence, Father, we enter in, there's fullness, there is joy, there is peace, there is rest. We enter in this morning. Oh, Jesus, open the eyes of our hearts. Oh, we want to see you. Open the eyes of our hearts. We want to see you. Oh, spirit of wisdom and revelation, would you come? Spirit of wisdom and revelation, would you come? The Genesis 1 God, would you come and wreck us again with the spirit of wisdom and revelation? That the uncreated God, the one from everlasting, would you come and wreck us again? Jesus. Oh, we look up, we look up, we look up, we look up. Oh, we don't grow tired of looking up. You're the God who wants to be found. You're not hiding from us. This isn't some cruel game of hide and seek. He's not hiding from you. He wants to be found. That's why he said, if you knock, if you seek me, you will find me. 
the very door you're knocking on. He is the door you're knocking on. So if you knock, you will find him. He's right there in front of you. Jesus, we're so desperate. Give us a holy desperation, a dissatisfaction. We're not okay with just coming in and going out, Lord. We've got to have you. We've got to have you, Jesus. Oh, we're hungry, Lord. Why not now? Why not us? Why not now and why not us, Jesus? We're desperate. We are desperate. We are desperate. Son of David. Would you have a mercy? Son of David, have a mercy on us. Oh, son of David, have a mercy. Son of David, oh, would you have a mercy? Would you have mercy on a people? Who would just long to see you? We long to see you because we're lovesick, Lord. We're so lovesick, Lord. Oh, we're so lovesick. We're so lovesick, Jesus. We've got to have you. We've tasted many other lovers, but there's only one. There's only one like our bridegroom, and we've got to have you. There's only one. Oh, this is going to end in a wedding. It's going to end in a wedding. And I don't want to be your part-time lover, Jesus. I'm going to be your bride. I'm going to be your bride. I'm not your side chick. I'm not a side item, Lord. I am your bride. I will be your bride, and I will meet you at the altar. I will meet you there. Oh, Jesus, give us grace. Give us grace, Lord. Give us grace. Give us grace to hunger and thirst. Give us grace to hunger and thirst. Oh, that we would be like Song of Songs, the Shulamite woman. Where is my beloved? Until we see you, we'll still cry at Jesus. Where is my beloved? Have you seen my beloved? Have you seen him? Do you know what he does when you see him? He heals you. Do you know what he does when he touches you? Do you know what happens when you're in his presence? Give us grace, Jesus, to see. Yeah, we break off the fear of man. We break off the fear of man that says we look foolish. Yes, we do. We do look foolish. We look crazy and we look wild. But Lord, I refuse. I refuse to let a football fan be more wild for, for a team than I will be for Jesus. We will be foolish for you. And though others walk away, we will stand and look you in the face and say, to whom would we go? To whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. 
eventually want to end, and, and you guys can stay, but I felt like there was to be just a sound released, even tied to the roaring ones, but also I just feel like God wants to break off the fear of man. And sometimes that looks like something uncomfortable, but I just, God wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I could sit up here and tell you, man, this is the best apple ever. And you could read a book about this apple, and you can think you know this apple, but until you taste this apple, you know nothing of it. And I just felt like maybe you're in this room and you're free, or maybe you need freedom. There's just something about a shout that just breaks off the fear of man. Not just for you, but those around you. So I just feel like to just release a shout of victory over your family, over yourself, over the region. But can we just, let's just do it. Maybe we just shout Jesus. We just call upon his name that at, at 1220 on 913 Bloom, Dubloom, there was a sound. There was an eruption of a people just crying out Jesus and that he would break the fear of man. And we would break out of these boxes. So can we just do that together? I'm just going to count to three. Can we just cry out? Let's just do it. One, two, three. Jesus! that has been silenced we say that it would be released for every silenced and oppressed voice that you would break down every wall oh, we declare freedom time it is I'm not I'm not gonna end the service because I feel like I would be disobedient if you have to go we we love you this is your first time bless you those of you that God is touching just stay just stay and linger until God will be up here we'll pray if you need prayer for sickness anything we'll pray but I just ask you to be respectful of what God is doing in the room God is ministering to those and some are making some serious covenant with the Lord right now and God is breaking things off so if you need to stay press in press in but if not, we love you. We'll see you in prayer.